Chapter Twelve of Cousin Betty by Honoré de Balzac, translated by James Waring. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Perry. Chapter Twelve. Have you ever observed how, in childhood or at the early stages of social life, we create a model for our own imitation, with our own hands, as it were, and often without knowing it? The banker's clerk, for instance, as he enters his master's drawing room dreams of possessing such another if he makes a fortune it will not be the luxury of the day twenty years later that you will find in his house but the old-fashioned splendour that fascinated him of yore it is impossible to tell how many absurdities are due to this retrospective jealousy and in the same way we know nothing of the follies due to the covert rivalry that urges men to copy the type they have set themselves and exhaust their powers in shining with a reflected light like the moon crevel was deputy mayor because his predecessor had been he was major because he coveted cesar birotteau's epaulettes in the same way struck by the marvels wrought by grindot the architect at the time when fortune had carried his master to the top of the wheel crevel had never looked at both sides of a crown piece to use his own language when he wanted to do up his rooms he had gone with his purse open and his eyes shut to grindot who by this time was quite forgotten it is impossible to guess how long an extinct reputation may survive supported by such stale admiration so grindot for the thousandth time had displayed his white and gold drawing-room panelled with crimson damask the furniture of rosewood clumsily carved as such work is done for the trade had in the country been the source of just pride in paris workmanship on the occasion of an industrial exhibition the candelabra the fire-dogs the fender the chandelier the clock were all in the most unmeaning style of scroll-work the round table a fixture in the middle of the room was a mosaic of fragments of italian and antique marbles brought from rome where these dissected maps are made of mineralogical specimens for all the world like tailor's patterns an object of perennial admiration to crevel's citizen friends the portraits of the late lamented madame crevel of crevel himself of his daughter and his son-in-law hung on the walls two and two they were the work of pierre grassou the favoured painter of the bourgeoisie to whom crevel owed his ridiculous byronic attitude the frames costing a thousand francs each were quite in harmony with this coffee-house magnificence which would have made any true artist shrug his shoulders money never yet missed the smallest opportunity of being stupid we should have in paris ten venices if our retired merchants had had the instinct for fine things characteristic of the italians even in our own day a milanese merchant could leave five hundred thousand francs to the duomo to regild the colossal statue of the virgin that crowns the edifice canova in his will desired his brother to build a church costing four million francs and that brother adds something on his own account would a citizen of paris and they all like rivet love their paris in their heart ever dream of building the spires that are lacking to the towers of notre dame and only think of the sums that revert to the state in property for which no heirs are found 
all the improvements of paris might have been completed with the money spent on stucco castings gilt mouldings and sham sculpture during the last fifteen years by individuals of the crevel stamp beyond this drawing-room was a splendid boudoir furnished with tables and cabinets in imitation of boule the bedroom smart with chintz also opened out of the drawing-room mahogany in all its glory infested the dining-room and swiss views gorgeously framed graced the panels crevel who hoped to travel in switzerland had set his heart on possessing the scenery in painting till the time should come when he might see it in reality so as will have been seen crevel the mayor's deputy of the legion of honor and of the national guard had faithfully reproduced all the magnificence even as to furniture of his luckless predecessor under the restoration where one had sunk this other quite overlooked had come to the top not by any strange stroke of fortune but by the force of circumstance in revolutions as in storms at sea solid treasure goes to the bottom and light trifles are floated to the surface cesar birotteau a royalist in favor and envied had been made the mark of bourgeois hostility while bourgeoisie triumphant found its incarnation in crevel this apartment at a rent of a thousand crowns crammed with all the vulgar magnificence that money can buy occupied the first floor of a fine old house between a courtyard and a garden everything was as spick and span as the beetles in an entomological case for crevel lived very little at home this gorgeous residence was the ambitious citizen's legal domicile his establishment consisted of a woman cook and a valet he hired two extra men and had a dinner sent in by chevet whenever he gave a banquet to his political friends to men he wanted to dazzle or to a family party the seat of crevel's real domesticity formerly in the rue notre dame de lorette with mademoiselle heloise brisetout had lately been transferred as we have seen to the rue chauchat every morning the retired merchant every ex-tradesman is a retired merchant spent two hours in the rue des saussets to attend to business and gave the rest of his time to mademoiselle zaire which annoyed zaire very much Osman crevel had a fixed bargain with mademoiselle heloise she owed him five hundred francs worth of enjoyment every month and no bills delivered he paid separately for his dinner and all extras this agreement with certain bonuses for he made her a good many presents seemed cheap to the ex-attache of the great singer and he would say to widowers who were fond of their daughters that it paid better to job your horses than to have a stable of your own at the same time if the reader remembers the speech made to the baron by the porter at the rue chauchat crevel did not escape the coachman and the groom crevel as may be seen had turned his passionate affection for his daughter to the advantage of his self-indulgence the immoral aspect of the situation was justified by the highest morality and then the ex-perfumer derived from this style of living it was the inevitable a free and easy life regence pompadour maréchal de richelieu what not a certain veneer of superiority 
crevel set up for being a man of broad views a fine gentleman with an air and grace a liberal man with nothing narrow in his ideas and all for the small sum of about twelve to fifteen hundred francs a month this was the result not of hypocritical policy but of middle-class vanity though it came to the same in the end on the bourse crevel was regarded as a man superior to his time and especially as a man of pleasure a bon vivant in this particular crevel flattered himself that he had overtopped his worthy friend birotteau by a hundred cubits and is it you cried crevel flying into a rage as he saw lisbeth enter the room who have plotted this marriage between mademoiselle hulot and your young count whom you have been bringing up by hand for her you don't seem best pleased at it said lisbeth fixing a piercing eye on crevel what interest can you have in hindering my cousin's marriage for it was you i am told who hindered her marrying monsieur lebas son you are a good soul and to be trusted said crevel well then do you suppose that i will ever forgive monsieur hulot for the crime of having robbed me of josepha especially when he turned a decent girl whom i should have married in my old age into a good-for-nothing slut a mountebank an opera singer no no never he is a very good fellow too is monsieur hulot said cousin betty amiable very amiable too amiable replied crevel i wish him no harm but i do wish to have my revenge and i will have it it is my one idea and is that desire the reason why you no longer visit madame hulot possibly aha then you were courting my fair cousin said lisbeth with a smile i thought as much and she treated me like a dog worse like a footman nay i might say like a political prisoner but i will succeed yet said he striking his brow with his clenched fist poor man it would be dreadful to catch his wife deceiving him after being packed off by his mistress josepha cried crevel has josepha thrown him over packed him off turned him out neck and crop bravo josepha you have avenged me i will send you a pair of pearls to hang in your ears my ex-sweetheart i knew nothing of it for after i had seen you on the day after that when the fair adeline had shown me the door i went back to visit the lebas at corbeil and have but just come back eloise played the very devil to get me into the country and i have found out the purpose of her game she wanted me out of the way while she gave a housewarming in the rue chauchat with some artists and players and writers she took me in but i can forgive her for eloise amuses me she is a déjazé under a bushel what a character the hussy is there is the note i found last evening dear old chap i have pitched my tent in the rue chauchat i have taken the precaution of getting a few friends to clean up the paint all is well come when you please monsieur hagar awaits her abraham eloise will have some news for me for she has her bohemia at her finger's end but monsieur hulot took the disaster very calmly said lisbeth impossible cried crevel stopping in a parade as regular as the swing of a pendulum monsieur hulot is not as young as he was lisbeth remarked significantly 
i know that said crevel but in one point we are alike hulot cannot do without an attachment he is capable of going back to his wife it would be a novelty for him but an end to my vengeance you smile mademoiselle fischer ah perhaps you know something i am smiling at your notions replied lisbeth yes my cousin is still handsome enough to inspire a passion i should certainly fall in love with her if i were a man cut and come again exclaimed crevel you are laughing at me the baron has already found consolation lisbeth bowed affirmatively he is a lucky man if he can find a second josepha within twenty-four hours said crevel but i am not altogether surprised for he told me one evening at supper that when he was a young man he always had three mistresses on hand that he might not be left high and dry the one he was giving over the one in possession and the one he was courting for a future emergency he had some smart little workwoman in reserve no doubt in his fish-pond his parc au cerf he is very louis the fifteenth is my gentleman he is in luck to be so handsome however he is aging his face shows it he is taken up with some little milliner dear me no replied lisbeth oh cried crevel what would i not do to hinder him from hanging up his hat i could not win back josepha women of that kind never come back to their first love besides it is truly said such a return is not love but cousin betty i would pay down fifty thousand francs that is to say i would spend it to rob that great good-looking fellow of his mistress and to show him that a major with a portly stomach and a brain made to become mayor of paris though he is a grandfather is not to have his mistress tickled away by a poacher without turning the tables my position said lisbeth compels me to hear everything and know nothing you may talk to me without fear i never repeat a word of what any one may choose to tell me how can you suppose i should ever break that rule of conduct no one would ever trust me again i know said crevel you are the very jewel of old maids still come there are exceptions look here the family have never settled an allowance on you but i have my pride said lisbeth i do not choose to be an expense to anybody if you will but help me to my revenge the tradesman went on i will sink ten thousand francs in an annuity for you tell me my fair cousin tell me who has stepped into josepha's shoes and you will have money to pay your rent your little breakfast in the morning the good coffee you love so well you might allow yourself pure mocha eh? and a very good thing is pure mocha i do not care so much for the ten thousand francs in an annuity which would bring me nearly five hundred francs a year as for absolute secrecy said lisbeth for you see my dear monsieur crevel the baron is very good to me he is to pay my rent oh yes long may that last i advise you to trust him cried crevel where will he find the money ah that i don't know at the same time he is spending more than thirty thousand francs on the rooms he is furnishing for this little lady a lady what a woman in society the rascal what luck he has he is the only favorite a married woman and quite the lady lisbeth affirmed really and truly 
cried crevel opening wide eyes flashing with envy quite as much as at the magic words quite the lady yes really said lisbeth clever a musician three-and-twenty a pretty innocent face a dazzling white skin teeth like a puppy's eyes like stars a beautiful forehead and tiny feet i never saw the like they are not wider than her stay-busk and ears asked crevel keenly alive to this catalogue of charms ears for a model she replied and small hands i tell you in few words a gem of a woman and high-minded and modest and refined a beautiful soul an angel and with every distinction for her father was a marshal of france a marshal of france shrieked crevel positively bounding with excitement good heavens by the holy piper by all the joys in paradise the rascal i beg your pardon cousin i am going crazy i think i would give a hundred thousand francs i dare say you would and i tell you she is a respectable woman a woman of virtue the baron has forked out handsomely he has not a sou i tell you there is a husband he has pushed where did he push him asked crevel with a bitter laugh he is promoted to be second in his office this husband who will oblige no doubt and his name is down for the cross of the legion of honor the government ought to be judicious and respect those who have the cross by not flinging it broadcast said crevel with the look of an aggrieved politician but what is there about the man that old bulldog of a baron he went on it seems to me that i am quite a match for him and he struck an attitude as he looked at himself in the glass eloise has told me many a time at moments when a woman speaks the truth that i was wonderful oh said lisbeth women like big men they are almost always good-natured and if i had to decide between you and the baron i should choose you monsieur hulot is amusing handsome and has a figure but you you are substantial and then you see you look an even greater scamp than he does it is incredible how all women even pious women take to men who have that about them exclaimed crevel putting his arm round lisbeth's waist he was so jubilant the difficulty does not lie there said betty you must see that a woman who is getting so many advantages will not be unfaithful to her patron for nothing and it would cost you more than a hundred odd thousand francs for our little friend can look forward to seeing her husband at the head of his office within two years time it is poverty that is dragging the poor little angel into that pit crevel was striding up and down the drawing-room in a state of frenzy he must be uncommonly fond of the woman he inquired after a pause while his desires thus goaded by lisbeth rose to a sort of madness you may judge for yourself replied lisbeth i don't believe he has had that of her said she snapping her thumb-nail against one of her enormous white teeth and he has given her ten thousand francs worth of presents already what a good joke it would be cried crevel if i got to the winning-post first good heavens it is too bad of me to be telling you all this tittle-tattle said lisbeth with an air of compunction no i mean to put your relations to the blush 
to-morrow i shall invest in your name such a sum in five per cents as will give you six hundred francs a year but then you must tell me everything his dulcinea's name and residence to you i will make a clean breast of it i never have had a real lady for a mistress and it is the height of my ambition mahomet's houris are nothing in comparison with what i fancy a woman of fashion must be in short it is my dream my mania and to such a point that i declare to you the baroness hulot to me will never be fifty said he unconsciously plagiarizing one of the greatest wits of the last century i assure you my good lisbeth i am prepared to sacrifice a hundred two hundred hush here are the young people i see them crossing the courtyard i shall never have learned anything through you i give you my word of honour for i do not want you to lose the baron's confidence quite the contrary he must be amazingly fond of this woman that old boy he is crazy about her said lisbeth he could not find forty thousand francs to marry his daughter off but he has got them somehow for his new passion and do you think that she loves him at his age said the old maid oh what an owl i am cried crevel when i myself allowed heloise to keep her artist exactly as henri the ninth allowed gabrielle her belgrade alas old age old age good morning celestine how do my jewel and the brat ah here he comes on my honour he is beginning to be like me good day hulot quite well we shall soon be having another wedding in the family celestine and her husband as a hint to their father glanced at the old maid who audaciously asked in reply to crevel indeed whose crevel put on an air of reserve which was meant to convey that he would make up for her indiscretions that of hortense he replied but it is not yet quite settled i have just come from the lebas and they were talking of mademoiselle popinot as a suitable match for their son the young counsellor for he would like to get the presidency of a provincial court now come to dinner End of chapter twelve